you're listening to the Lucas Askew Experience. Now, here's your host, the one and only, Lucas Askew. Hello, world. Welcome to the Lucas Askew Experience. We are glad you are here. I am Lucas Askew, your host. Actually, I like to think of myself as more of a tour guide as we venture through this brave world together. This is the pilot episode of the Lucas Askew Experience, so hopefully this is the, the first of many. Um, and as long as this performs as well as the Seinfeld pilot TV episode, I'm, I'm going to feel good. Those of you who've lived under a rock for a number of years, the early 90s and 2000s, Seinfeld, kind of a big deal. But the first episode, actually first season, uh, not the greatest. So that's my barometer. If we're uh, we're above that, then I'm good. But welcome, those near and far. I'm excited to to bring you this gut-wrenching, knee-slapping, tear-creating entertainment that is the Lucas Askew Experience. You may ask, why did you name it after yourself? Well, first, I like my name. Growing up, I actually wanted to be called Levi, as I felt that was a cooler name and someone I could relate to more. But as I grew up, I started to dig Lucas, and then Star Wars came out, and boom, George Lucas made the name as cool as it ever could be. And I'm not even a big Star Wars fan. But back to it. The Lucas Experience It's about sharing stories and experiences and bringing a whole range of guests to talk about everything from economic policy to why Taylor Swift is the greatest performer of our current generation. Not saying which side of the spectrum I'm leaning, but you you get a hint. Um, But anyways, I hope you enjoy the listen and feel free to connect with me on Twitter at Lucas underscore ask you. If you like the show, if you don't like the show, or just are indifferent to the show, give me a tweet, send me a DM. I'd love to connect. So enjoy the pilot episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Prilosec OTC, a Chinese deep tissue massage for your digestive tract. Now, if you're like me, you enjoy indulging every once in a while. My personal favorite is chocolate. You put a plate of soft-baked chocolate chips in front of me, you better watch your arm after you put that plate down because I'm devouring that entire thing. Seriously, when that chocolate chip is just dripping down and the gooeyness of the cookie just fills your taste buds with every bite. Okay, I I may need a moment here. Okay, back to it. Regardless of what that personal culinary pleasure is, everyone has that one item that they absolutely love but that your body just doesn't agree with and leaves you with that lasting heartburn. That is when the power of Prilosec OTC comes into play. Its fast-acting molecules target that heartburn on the spot and relieve that discomfort you feel. For even more relief, take one pill of Prilosec OTC a day and you'll be doing more than just keeping the doctor away. You'll be keeping your esophagus healthy. Like any great thing in life, there are side effects, so remember to consult your physician before starting any plans. Prilosec OTC, so powerful, it'll make you say, I can't believe it is over the counter. Welcome back to the Lucas Askew Experience. For the first episode, I thought we would bring up a topic that 
always has its place around any literal or figurative water cooler. That topic, dating. Now, I'm not talking about the way dating used to be. And yes, I'm dating myself with that reference, pun intended. Um, I'm referring to this phenomenon known as online dating. Now, let, let me preface the, the entire discussion with, I recently got engaged. Thank you very much for all those uh, people clapping out there. Um, she's lovely, talented. Her name's Julie. Uh, we actually met through hanging out in the same circle of friends. No gadgets were required, or at least none that I know of. Um, but before Julie, I was like the over 40, actually, let me let me get this right, 49 million Americans. Yes, I'm, I'm looking at my, my stat sheet right now. 49 million Americans who have tried online dating. Now, I'm not here to preach. I'll save that for the Joel Osteen podcast. But I do want to talk about the pitfalls relying solely on online dating and why these websites and apps, they're not designed to just match everyone with the perfect candidate. Except eHarmony, of course. That's that's on another level. So I'll, I'll tell you about my experience. Uh, moving to the big city, uh, San Francisco, three years ago. Introduced to a barrage of matchmaking services. I'd, I'd heard a few before, like Match, OkCupid, okay Plenty of Fish, the Polar Bear Club. Just kidding on that last one. Um, Polar Bear Club. It's a, it's a Canadian reference. Uh, I don't know if I have enough time to... Uh, to go in and, and explain that one, uh, maybe for a future podcast. But so I'm in San Francisco, get into, introduced uh, to this app called Tinder. Now this is during the infancy of the app, uh, before you know, those bots took over and every girl looked like a, a plastered uh, model, even though it was a, a fembot that was really just trying to hack your phone and computer. But what, what Tinder offered at the early onset was basically an alternative to Candy Crush. Everyone knows Candy Crush, the game. People were addicted. Um, even the bricklayer game. These these games in your phones that you get so addicted to. This is what Tinder was, except with real people. Uh, and that's the thing. People treated it like a game. And they weren't necessarily, not all of them, were dedicated to truly finding that special someone. You may think it's it's a guy's thing. Um, but I know I know women. I know, I know, it's hard to believe. Um, actually, no one knows women. Who are we kidding? No, I, I seriously believe the, the female mind is the most complex infrastructure that has ever been created. And the day we find that code is the day that men will no longer exist. Because I, I still don't, I, I don't believe it, it, it truly exists out there. But girls are doing the same thing. Girls are, are gamifying gamification um, and, and making this a, a group endeavor, like not taking it as seriously. Uh, and this is all before any dates happen. Now, if you were one of the fortunate few uh, to actually get matched with that special someone, probably has a tiger in their profile pic, because stats show you put a tiger in the profile pic, it's going to increase your chance of swiping right. Um, not saying that I ever had one, nor that I've never seen a tiger, but man, I saw a lot of women with tigers in their photos. Um, but kind of once, once the dates actually happen, that's that's when it actually gets a little little weirder. Like 
no matter how thorough your profile is, and trust me, there's some that will read you the riot act, has everything, uh, everything in there. It doesn't tell the complete story. Um, again, I, I, I know that's why you go on a first date, and then you go on a second date, and then you go on a third date to find out a little bit more about that person. But I'm going to tell you, uh, from my experience, we, not just as guys, but we're we're playing the role of a character in those in those dates. We, our goal is to find a, a personality trait that we think you will like, uh, play it up, or pretend to be someone else. You're just not comfortable in, in those situations. Um, you kind of have to try and remember what what's on their their profile. It's it's very awkward, and um, again, th- this is where I feel really the the best profile picture and uh, profile that you can create is one that's actually getting involved, talking to people um, in different social situations, whether it be at work or at a happy hour or a charity bowling event where the only reason you came is it was your friend's birthday and you forgot to get them a gift. So you thought, hey, maybe I'll go to the charity bowling event to make up for it. And there may be a couple people that I could talk to. And then you talk to one and they're very interesting. You want to actually get get to know them. So you get drinks another time and then they never call you ever again. But, you know, hypothetically speaking, those type of situations exist. Um, so I, I feel you can act more like yourself and, and people will really see the real you in those situations. Now, I'm not going to guarantee results. Like, you're not, I'm not saying that like, you were guaranteed results by getting yourself out there, going on, getting in social groups, joining leagues, uh, joining a kickball league uh, when I first started in San Francisco. Met no one. Okay, I met a couple people. Um, actually, work with one uh, the individuals right now, but there were there were no results. Nothing came from that, but it got me involved. Got me got me out there. Um, but again, there's there's no guarantee. I'm not I'm not a date doctor. Um, there's really only one true date doctor out there, ladies and gentlemen, and he goes by the name of Alex Hitchens. Yes, let's go on a tangent here. I'm referring to the greatest movie ever made. Now, you can argue all you want. I've heard it before. um, But I I feel what sets a movie in that greatest stature, distinction ever made, it's, you don't need a sequel. You didn't need a sequel because that movie was so good. So people that say the Godfather, people say the Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, sorry, you created three, sometimes seven or eight different movies. Hitch only needed one. It's it's truly a cinematic masterpiece. You don't know the plot line. Alex Hitchens, played by Will Smith, dating coach who breathes life into an awkward and somewhat shy Albert Brenneman, Kevin James of Kevin Can't Wait, of Paul Blart. Really, this was the epicenter of his career. And I still, I still don't know. I, I, lo- I love Kevin James in this movie. Still don't know how he got a second network television starring role in Kevin Can't Wait. But that can wait for another discussion. Back to it. Hitch, you see Hitch, um, and he creates situations where Albert can can shine and showcase his, his true go- goofy personality. Um, and that's what Allegra Cole falls in love with. Allegra, upper echelon celebrity, but deep down, she's a human 
and craves that human interaction. She wasn't swiping right or left with her friends. Um, she was living her life. And Albert Brenneman proved uh, that any guy could sweep any girl off her feet. He just needs the right broom. And that, that actually is a, uh, a quote from the movie. So I can't take credit for that, that great line. But um, you can tell, have, have some passion around the movie. But I do believe it offers a glimpse of reality at the power of putting yourself out there in social situations and making yourself vulnerable to showcase your, your true personality. So how about the, the apps themselves? You have, you have Tinder, you have Bumble, you have The League, you have Coffee Meets Bagel, OkCupid. Okay I can go on and on. But the sole purpose of these apps and products is to set you up with someone, or at least serve up potential options that could be a good match for you, right? However, as we've seen in the data, 10% of all users leave the site or app within the first three months. Now, this is due to, to people see being disinterested or, or, or finding that someone no longer needing the service. But that's the thing. Like, these companies want you to use their product and stay in their product. So for every match, they're really hoping for three or four or ten or tens of tens non-matches to keep that pipeline intact. So you need to be good at what you do um, from a an app standpoint, but you don't want to be great or you're, you're not going to have anyone using your product anymore. It's a very interesting business model. And one, one thing to consider before you choose to spend your hours on these sites, writing messages and trying to connect with someone um, because an algorithm suggests you should talk to them. So to sum up everything, I've thrown everything in the kitchen sink out here. Um, maybe not, but, uh, Give, given some food for thought, net, 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 it's one of the buzzwords that I usually hate, uh, but I'll use it today. Uh, online dating, it's not going away. Uh, it's the second most used medium for, for generating dates, and this is going to continue to rise. Um, you may ask, what's the number one? That's actually uh, getting your friends to set you up with someone or having a conversation, but um Online dating, it's not going away, and I'm not saying it doesn't have value as people have had success on the platform, and heck, eHarmony will still be here 200 years from now because it just, it blows things out of the water. It just makes, it matches so many people together. Um, but my message is, it's be careful uh, in letting online dating be that, that main driver for your intimate relationship opportunities. Um, you are, yes, you the listener, you're a very unique person, heck, we're all very unique people. Um, and just being social and having shared experiences, it can go a long, long way in creating lasting relationships. If not, again, there's, there will always be arranged marriages. That's our show for today. Hope you enjoyed the pilot episode of the Lucas Ask Experience. And hopefully... This is not the last one you heard. If it is, it's been a great ride. Uh, we really appreciate your support over this one episode and uh, hope to see you in the future. But if not, get excited, get ready. Um, this is a thing that I've 
always wanted to do uh, end different shows. Uh, I used to do this uh, at my old job. I, I would end conference calls like this. Um, but I, I want to end the podcast every week on a upbeat note, give you a little some food for fodder, um, but really just put a smile on your face. That's, that's, what I, that's what I want, maybe a little snicker. Uh, you may laugh at some of the quotes I, I bring on. But um, today's quote from Johann Wolfgang von Gothen. Um, he's an author uh, for, for anyone that, uh, that doesn't know that. Um, I believe 16th century, uh, pretty old. So, uh, but, he, but he did have a lot of wisdom, which is why uh, I thought this, this quote was, was fitting. So uh, Johann says, don't me- first of all, don't mess with Johann. Uh, Knowing is not enough. We must apply. Wishing is not enough. We must do. And it's the first episode of Lucas Asking Experience. I've wished upon this for a while, but I didn't actually do it. Uh, so whatever it is, whatever passion you may have out there that you've been thinking about, talking about, praying about, whatever it is, I encourage you to just do it, even if it sucks. Hopefully this one didn't suck. But even if it's not what you wanted, at least you're trying it. You're starting something, and that's how you can grow and get better. So, again, hope you enjoyed the first episode. Many more episodes to come. Lucas Askew, Lucas Askew Experience. Remember, Lucas underscore Askew on Twitter. Feel free to tweet me, message me with ideas, thoughts, and feel free to comment that you love the show. Uh, Anyways, God bless. Take care.